Okay, Trump card wearing diaper. So, folks, tonight as we speak, <laughs> Diaper Dawn is shifting <laughs> literally and figuratively in his diaper because he's getting some awful news as internet sleuths have also dug up some photos that clearly shows him in a humiliating light in a way that he wants no one to see. Because remember, Donald Trump, at the end of the day, even though he's a dum-dum, Fucking macho man. He is image obsessed. It's why he's orange all the time, which is not a natural human color so far as I can tell. Ah. But he, he looks like that because that's what he feels makes him look good. But tonight, he's shaking not it's only because nose. people have exposed him from the waist down, but also exposed him legally. We have some new developments on two of the critical questions facing Trump and the criminal charges around J6. First, a brand new discussion from one of the behind the scenes people, one of the nuts and bolts people driving the J6 investigation. Not one of the stars that we saw on TV, but one of the people that put their nose to the grindstone for the J6 committee, coming out and saying that charges are coming. In addition to a brand new analysis of the weakness of Mike Pence's legal defense, for trying to avoid testimony, which means he will be forced to go and testify against Trump. Let's break both of those down, then get to what a lot of people have found embarrassing Donald Trump. Let's launch the Department of Justice on investigations. Well, they did that and didn't find anything, so there was an attempt to change the leadership at the department. Now let's go to the state legislators and state secretaries right. of state, and let's try to get fake elector certificates generated. Again, not very successful. Republican secretaries of state, legislators said no. Let's finally pressure our own vice president, our most loyal vice president. And he, too, said, I don't have the authority. And it is only after those methodical attempts uh. fail that the last straw is January 6th, a speech full of yep. excitement and an angry mob, knowing that those folks were armed and agitated, launched down Pennsylvania Avenue toward the Capitol. It's about to be March. The Diaper DOJ doesn't done. have endless time to do this without landing into an active primary season, debate, presidential debates, etc. Um, if no one is charged for any of those other arrows, as we put it, um, is that justice? Look, we no. made clear no. conclusions in a very public criminal referral because our evidence showed there was evidence of intent to disrupt the joint session. There was conspiratorial conduct. There may have been seditious conspiracy and other serious crimes. Now, the Department of Justice has levers that we didn't have. They have the ability to push through some privilege assertion yep. to get information that we weren't able to get. I think they're being really careful and really thorough. If you're going to bring a case of this magnitude, you want to talk with absolutely everyone push through every possible privilege. Do you have the sense they're going to bring any of those cases? Uh, look, the evidence is there of uh, the violation of federal crimes. And, and absent something inconsistent, which I don't expect, then I do think there will be indictments. I think there will be indictments in Georgia. I think there will be Better indictments. Better fucking be indictments. It seems clear. Again, I, I'm basing this on the facts. Are yeah. that we found there is strong evidence of a number of people committing uh, both crimes in Georgia and federal crimes. And if so, I take the attorney general at his word, yeah. he says he's going to call it on the merits. Super interesting hearing that from you. I, I always like to keep my viewers in the loop here. You are one of the uh, less famous, more informed investigators here. I think that's fair to say. Mm -hmm. 
uh, because you weren't on camera, you were doing the work, but you were in this leading the committee's investigation. Let's look at the Trump criminal referral points that you guys raised. Obstruction, conspiracy, false statements, assistant insurrection, uh, according to the committee. I'm curious about this process. It seems like in the, be in the beginning middle of the committee, you weren't going towards referring Trump. The last hearing landed on this subpoena, which had people kind of scratching their heads. And then in that later period, and Liz Cheney lost her seat, um, you land on the referral. When did it become clear that you were going to make a criminal referral of Trump? Look, I, I got to be careful that I, I can't disclose any internal committee deliberations. But the decision about a criminal referral was one that was obvious from the facts that we developed and pretty early in our process. You feel early that was that was what the facts supported. There was evidence of specific intent to disrupt the joint session. The, the elements of the statute, does someone corruptly obstruct, impede, or yep. influence an official proceeding? So again, corruptly means it has to be specifically intended. And as evidence emerged that this was a multi-part plan that was not just what happened on January 6th, but all of the events before, the president's strong desire to go to the Capitol, his inaction during riot, as those things emerged, strong evidence of his intent to obstruct, impede, or influence the joint session. Yeah. That emerged relatively early. Uh, so that first one, it does sort of make it clear there was a lot of frustration with the speed of this. Maybe we should have been where we are six months ago. We can have that debate, but that's mostly academic. Where we are now is that there's clear criminal intent, and when you combine it with the fact that all of this is happening, indictments are coming. And this is a person that understands their particular case, but also the wider questions in general. And a lot of this connects. Like, you can't fully disconnect the Georgia investigation from the J6 one, because fundamentally that Georgia one is part of the same broad scheme. What J6 was about was maintaining Donald Trump in power, whether it was through his fake elector scheme uh, and, and the Mike Pence you know, part of it, or whether it was the violence itself, or if you go down to Georgia, whether it was trying to find the votes in many of these swing states. And some people made similar calls, although not as, as, as direct and not without as, uh, with, uh, with as much uh, attention, but a lot of these types of calls were made to swing states to find the votes. And so all of this connects at a moment where he's in massive trouble in that regard. And this second one also outlines how the argument from Pence, which in some legal minds was gaining a bit of steam because he was avoiding the, um, the, the executive privilege argument and leaning into the speech and debate clause, it still doesn't really work. I mean, and I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you um, take all the time you need, Harry, but, but the, the thing is, you, we saw with Mueller all this deference. Actually, Mueller was so deferential to Pence, he never calls him in. Um, we, we saw this because there's such institutionalism inside DOJ that doing anything differently than what DOJ has done before is so jarring to these DOJ institutionalists. But as Michael Steele's saying, we're not the variable, those of us on Earth One, Trump, a criminal, corrupt leader who brazenly sought to plot a coup against the government he ostensibly led, that's the variable. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Mueller was very old school and patrician this way. Jack Smith, I think, has been the opposite, including the kinds of aggressive moves. Now we've got Pence, Meadows, Ivanka, and Jared recently. Mm -hmm. 
You know, as Ludic says, the last sort of iconic moment with Pence was what Ludic calls a profile in courage of standing up. And I, I was less impressed than others that he actually just followed the law. But nevertheless, that's... <laughs> he didn't break the law. Right. But it that's counts the, as heroic. That's the indelible Party. Pence moment for now. What he's asserting uh, is, and this is this is to the, you know, nearly silly, even though the law is unsettled. Nevertheless, I think we can all sort of guffaw at it. That is that in these conversations with Trump, which is what Smith is really looking to get, he was somehow in his guise as the president of the Senate. I bet you as a million a, dollars Trump has no idea that an American vice president <laughs> is like, even the president. Like, I bet right? you Trump has no idea that's yeah. even a thing. Yeah, I don't know if that's the standard for bringing claims, <laughs> but I think you're right. But look, it's 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 a silly, but b it. it it's so contrived and that he combines it with this pious statement as if it's a you know weighty constitutional principle and he's just standing up for separation of powers and it is going to be shot down now i think it's actually calculated to have a little bit more delay because this is we've talked about this before more uh, open-ended courts have talked less about speech or debate but it's you know ludic says short work of it Maybe it's medium work of it, but it can't succeed because the, the general test was, is that a legislative act when he's getting, you know, completely uh, being called the P word, for example. I don't think that I don't think that's a legislative. But he's not the P word in the sense of president of the Senate then. And uh, yeah, so it's got to fail and he's going to look um, contrived about it. And I think, Michael, you know, his suggestion that the motivation here is not even to be an inch away from trying to fight for Trump because his only path to the presidency, far-fetched as it may be, has to do with garnering those 30 or whatever slightly dwindling, we hope, percentage of, right. of Trump supporters. But the legal claim is lousy, and but conjoined with this Mike Pence piety is, I think, really a bad look and one that is going to sully the uh, the January 6th, you know, reputation he received.
Is China hiding alien technology? On January 3rd, 2023, Russia's air defense shot down a UFO, or so they claim. In the past, whenever someone witnessed a UFO, they described something that possessed incredible speed and maneuverability, something that could break free of the world's most advanced radar systems, something that no missile could ever hit, even if it tried. Which begs the question, just what did Russia's air defense really shoot down? According to expert reports, they shot down China's latest drone technology. And according to these reports, they were shocked by what they discovered. Click the button below to discover the truth about China's hidden technology. What makes this technology so incredible is its power source. It's unlike anything we've seen before. It doesn't run on fuel, solar, or batteries. Instead, it uses something completely alien, an eerie energy coil that's allegedly capable of powering entire cities for weeks, keeping them flush with lights, electricity, and 100% reusable power. Imagine never having to worry about the rising costs of energy bills because this new energy source can power AC, heating, washers and dryers, stoves and microwaves, and even electronics to keep every member of the family, including pets, safe and comfortable. Basically, anything that requires electricity can be powered with this strange new energy source. A new documentary reveals the truth about this energy source, where it comes from, how China got their hands on it, and more importantly, how anyone can build it for themselves, for pennies. Click the button below to discover the truth about this forbidden energy secret. Anyone can build one of these. It takes no more than 40 minutes. It doesn't require effort or electrical know-how. It's 100% safe, and best of all, it doesn't depend on the fragile power grid, meaning it can be a beacon of light during emergencies like brownouts, blackouts, or snowstorms. The new documentary reveals how to build this power source. It's currently streaming online for free for the next 48 hours. Click the button below to watch this brand new documentary and learn how to build this one-of-a-kind <coughs> energy source. <coughs> <coughs> Save America. I'm John Favreau. So, folks, tonight as we speak, Diaper Dawn is <laughs> shaking literally and really thorough. If you're going to bring a case of this magnitude, you want to talk with absolutely everyone, push through every possible privilege. Do you have the sense they're going to bring any of those cases? Uh, look, the evidence is there of uh, the violation of federal crimes. And, and absent something inconsistent, which I don't expect, then I do think there will be indictments. I think there will be indictments in Georgia. I think there'll be indictments in Washington. You do. You expect further indictments in Georgia. Uh, it seems clear. Again, I, I'm basing this on the facts Ari, yeah. that we found. There is strong evidence of a number of people committing uh, both crimes in Georgia and federal crimes. And it, so, I take the attorney general at his word, but yeah. he says going to call it on the merits. Super interesting hearing that from you. I, I always like to keep my viewers in the loop here. You are one of the uh, less famous, more informed investigators here. I think that's fair to say, uh, because you weren't on camera, you were doing the work, but you were in this leading the committee's investigation. Let's look at the Trump criminal referral points that you guys raised. Obstruction, conspiracy, false statements, assistant insurrection, uh, according to the committee. I'm curious about this process. It seems like in the, be in the beginning middle of the committee, you weren't going towards referring Trump. The last hearing landed on this subpoena, which had people kind of scratching their heads. And then in that later period, and Liz Cheney lost her seat, um, you land on the referral. When did it become clear that you were going to make a criminal referral of Trump? 
Well, look, I, I got to be careful that I, I can't disclose any internal committee deliberations, but the decision about a criminal referral was one that was obvious from the facts that we developed and pretty early in our process. You feel early that was that was what the facts supported. There was evidence of specific intent to disrupt the joint session. The, the elements of the statute, does someone corruptly obstruct, impede, or yep. influence an official proceeding? So again, corruptly means it has to be specifically intended. And as evidence emerged that this was a multi-part plan that was not just what happened on January 6th, but all of the events before, the president's strong desire to go to the Capitol, his inaction during the riot, as those things emerged, strong evidence of his intent to obstruct, impede, or influence the joint session. Yep. That emerged relatively early. Uh, so that first one, it does sort of make it clear there was a lot of frustration with the speed of this. Maybe we should have been where we are six months ago. We can have that debate, but that's mostly academic. Where we are now is that there's clear criminal intent, and when you combine it with the fact that all of this is happening, indictments are coming. And this is a person that understands their particular case, but also the wider questions in general. And a lot of this connects. Like, you can't fully disconnect the Georgia investigation from the J6 one, because fundamentally that Georgia one is part of the same broad scheme. What J6 was about was maintaining Donald Trump in power, whether it was through his fake elector scheme uh, and, and the Mike Pence you know, part of it, or whether it was the violence itself, or if you go down to Georgia, whether it was trying to find the votes in many of these swing states. And some people made similar calls, although not as, as, as direct and not without as, uh, with, uh, with as much uh, attention. But a lot of these types of calls were made to swing states to find the votes. And so all of this connects at a moment where he's in massive trouble in that regard. And this second one also outlines how the argument from Pence which in some legal minds was gaining a bit of steam because he was avoiding the, um, the, the executive privilege argument and leaning into the speech and debate clause, it still doesn't really work. I mean, and I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you um, take all the time you need, Harry, but, but the, the thing is, we saw with Mueller all this deference. Actually, Mueller was so deferential to Pence, he never calls him in. Um, we, we saw this because there's such institutionalism inside DOJ that doing anything differently than what DOJ has done before is so jarring to these DOJ institutionalists. But as Michael Steele saying, we're not the variable, those of us on Earth One, Trump, a criminal, corrupt leader who brazenly sought to plot a coup against the government he ostensibly led, that's the variable. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Mueller was very old school and patrician this way. Jack Smith, I think, has been the opposite, including the kinds of aggressive moves. Now we've got Pence, Meadows, Ivanka and Jared recently. Mm -hmm. You know, as Ludic says, the last sort of iconic moment with Pence was what Ludic calls a profile in courage of standing up. And I, I was less impressed than others that he actually just followed the law. But nevertheless, that's... <laughs> he didn't break the law, but, right. but that counts the, as heroic. That's the indelible Pence moment for now. What he's asserting uh, is, and this is this is to the you know nearly silly, even though the law is unsettled. Nevertheless, I think we can all sort of guffaw at it. That is that in these conversations with Trump, 
which is what Smith is really looking to get. He was somehow in his guise as the president of the Senate. I bet you a million dollars Trump has no idea that an American vice president <laughs> is like, even like, the president. Like, I bet you right? Trump has no idea that's yeah. even a thing. Yeah, I don't know if that's the standard for bringing planes, <laughs> but I think you're right. But look, it's 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 a silly, but b it, it it's so contrived, and that he combines it with this pious statement as if it's a you know weighty constitutional principle, and he's just standing up for separation of powers, and it is going to be shot down. Now, I think it's actually calculated to have a little bit more delay because this is we've talked about this before more uh, open ended. Courts have talked less about speech or debate, but it's you know Ludic says short work of it. Maybe it's meeting work of it, but it can't succeed because the the general test was: is that a legislative act when he's getting you know completely uh, being called the p word? For example, I don't think that I don't think that's a legislative. He's not the p word in the sense of president of the Senate. Then and uh, yeah, so it's got to fail, and he's going to look um, contrived out. And I think Michael, you know, his suggestion that the motivation here is not even to be an inch away from trying to fight for Trump because his only path to the presidency far-fetched as it may be has to do with garnering those 30 or whatever slightly dwindling, we hope percentage of, right. of Trump supporters, but the legal claim is lousy and, but conjoined with this Mike Pence piety is, I think really a bad look and one that is going to sully the uh, the January 6th, you know, reputation he received. So there's two things there. One, there's Michael Luddig's, you know, moral argument, and then there's the fact-based argument. And we've cited Luddig on this channel before, and he was that lawyer, uh, the, the judge, the retired judge, who is something of a mentor to Pence, like deeply conservative guy. I'm sure that him and I and, and you guys and him disagree on 99.9% of policy-based issues, and maybe even on our philosophies of law in terms of, like, punishment versus rehabilitation and all of that. But fundamentally, he was a believer in the Constitution, and he was one of the people that helped to mentor Mike Pence and lead Pence to this situation. And what he's saying is there's a deep disappointment to do. One, because it's not going to work. It's a poor legal argument. But two, even if it could work, even if, let's say, the speech and debate exception does work, Mike Pence is using that in a way not just to protect some sort of privilege in the principles of the Senate, but, but to protect Donald Trump. Not even really to protect himself. I mean, maybe he sees it like that, but like Mike, if Mike Pence, if Mike Pence goes to the Supreme Court and wins this argument and doesn't have to testify, the MAGA voters will not reward him. They'll still hate Mike Pence. They'll still want to hang Mike Pence. You know, all he's doing is destroying his reputation. But this shows that it's not going to work because you could have an argument that certain isolated questions at certain point were about the mechanics of a potential Senate procedural role. Maybe those questions are protected. Nonetheless, there were moments where Mike Pence was being told by Trump that he's the P-word that's noted there, that he, he was a loser, he was a coward. Trump, Remember when Trump said, I'm not going to be your friend anymore if you don't do this? Or you hear all of those angry people chanting outside Mike, hear them, uh, whether that was a bit of a threat to Mike Pence before the actual threats came in, on J6, none of that's protected. 
Trump begging Mike Pence to do something and calling him the P-U-S-S-Y word, right? Like calling all those sorts of things. That is not part of the Senate debate clause. And this is where we're at. Trump's losing it in his diaper because of that. And a lot of people have noted this. Like, you know, Trump is very sensitive about these things. But, you know, just today, sort of all of a sudden, three different people have noticed three different instances, all quite recent, of Donald Trump being caught in a diaper. And again, it's not about making fun of Trump in this way because, you know, people have uh, challenges of all ages. And, and I don't think that's the main point. But the point is that Donald Trump has no hesitation mocking others. And this is why I make a rare exception for mocking Trump when it comes to things like this. Because even before politics, he would spend so much time walking, mocking women for their appearance. He mocks Joe Biden for being old and decrepit. He mocks Joe Biden when he tumbles a little bit on the airplane stairs and all of that. He mocked Joe Biden when he fell off of his bike. And so Donald Trump wants to tease people for these sorts of things. And so he's the epitome of dish it, but can't take it. And these three images demonstrate a man that, you know, is diaper dawn. And Midas Touch has, has talked about this. They were the one that launched that hashtag all those times, all those years ago. Uh, you know, when he was sitting at the tiny desk and all that. And they, uh, the, you know, Trump wanted to ban, the, change the internet because it bothered him so much. But this is a man that's losing it literally and figuratively he is losing control of everything and with the legal challenges emerging that control that loss of it is going to become more and more evident don't buy solar panels seriously there is a very good reason why we're saying this if you're thinking about buying solar panels don't the u.s government will literally buy them for you if you take 60 seconds to answer a few questions below hi there if you are a homeowner in america and you wouldn't mind saving a couple thousand dollars on your electricity bill this year, then you're really going to love what the U.S. government has just announced. You see, a few days ago, the U.S. government released a new stimulus program with the goal to encourage as many Americans as possible to go solar, and that way contribute to a healthier planet. And they're giving away brand new solar panels and a Tesla Powerwall to ordinary Americans at no cost to you or your bank account. As they said, they'll even cover the cost of the installation. Plus, if that wasn't enough, you'll even be handed a $2,500 stimulus check on top of that. Which means today, in case you still haven't gone solar, you can get solar panels installed on your house without paying a single dollar whatsoever. And of course, $2,500 for being generous enough to accept that offer. Crazy right? And all you need to do to apply is take a short survey by clicking the button below this video and answer a few questions to see if you qualify. It takes only about 60 seconds in total. So, if you'd like to start saving thousands of dollars on your electricity bill every single year and finally generate your own power instead of relying on the grid to keep your lights on, all while getting paid. Diaper Dawn was a part Welcome about to the Pod diaper. America. I'm John Favreau. I'm Tommy Vitor. Love it is out today. Uh, he was in Philly over the weekend and then I think he has...
Let's talk about our democracy for a minute. <laughs> but let's do it in a way that makes the snowflakes' heads explode. Let me be clear before this podcast begins. We are loud, loud proud, proud, and do not give a fuck. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Real and raw political and social commentary. The freedom to oppress the rights of other people is not liberty, you shit-eating moron. Ah, the smell of freedom of speech. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast, and this is Tony Michaels. Hey, Tony, fuck them. The Petty Yeti does not know arithmetic at all. I mean, like, we have evidence. She, does, she doesn't know that there's only 330 million people in the United States. She doesn't know that. She doesn't know that there's only 8 billion in the world. So, like, the majority of people in the world cross the border. Is that what she's saying? 6 billion? Surely, she's, surely she meant million, right? Even then, but she. <laughs> oh, this stupid ass. Oh, Marge just doesn't math at all. Petty Eddie does not math, but this is not surprising. That this is who represents the Republican Party as leadership. I mean, she's not officially leadership, but she might as well be. She leads their messaging. She's back on Fox News. She's back with Tucker Carlson. Talking about a national divorce. I hope she keeps saying this shit. Even Laura Ingraham's like, would she shut the fuck up? Uh, Laura Ingraham had Matt Gatz on. And, uh, you know, the uh, rapey McForehead, that guy. And um, he was defending Madge, Marge, the Petty Yeti. Marjorie Taylor Hooffoot Green, he was defending her. The sentiment of a national divorce. Um, everyone knows what that means. It means, means you want a civil war. And just like the last civil war, it's it's about the freedom of black people. It's, it's, it's what it is. I mean, we watched a video the other day where Marjorie Taylor Greene was complaining about how white men just have it the worst. They're, they're the most oppressed demographic in this country, white men. Get the fuck out of here with that nonsense what she's saying when she wants a national divorce she wants white states and black states not red and blue that ain't that ain't that's not what the fuck she's saying that's not what they mean white white supremacy does not afford assimilation of of races and commingling with races they it wants full segregation that's what the whole when they tell someone a, a person of color go back where you came from well, you go back where you came from, you white cracker. You have any idea who was here first? It was brown people, you dumb motherfucker. We are the intruders. Colonizers. Yeah, I said it. You go back where you came from, Marge. Uh, actually, that might be the foothills of California. Since she's a Yeti. Isn't a Yeti a Bigfoot? I don't know, do big, do Bigfoot, they, they, they gotta have five toes, right? Not three. 
don't know, maybe she isn't a Yeti. I don't know. Um, <laughs> fuck her. Either way, fuck her. But this idea that having Republicans in charge of anything is a good idea is the dumbest great idea they've ever had. When Marjorie Taylor Greene is talking about six billion people. Do you know how many people is six billion with a fucking B? Billion. That's a big ass number. Like that's a huge fucking number. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot of assholes. A lot of them. Holy shit. She's just like, yeah, they walked across the border. I thought Trump built a fucking wall. Didn't he, didn't he, hey, can someone check? Didn't he build a fucking wall that was supposed to solve that problem? I mean, they built it. He went to the border. He's like, look at my beautiful wall. Didn't he make America great again with his wall? How did six billion people cross it while Joe Biden's president? Oh, these are just questions that you might ask that dumb motherfucker. She seems to have great answers to stupid fucking questions. We should start asking her these questions. I don't know. Just a thought. I mean, she ain't got any good thoughts, so. Oh, it's Friday. It's Bonehead of the Week. Can you guess who won? <laughs> Can you guess who won Bonehead of the Week? Oh, my God. Jesus fucking Christ, it never fails. Try to do Bonehead of the Week where you have, like, new people to pick from. Nope. Mm-mm. Nah, nope. Marjorie Taylor Greene comes to the top of the heap. Donald Trump figures out a way to do six boneheaded things in a few fucking days. Every, every fucking time. I don't know what to tell you. I, I would love to keep these fucking idiots off the bonehead of the week list. I would like to move on to some new characters on bonehead of the week. I, I don't make the rules, though. I don't make the rules. I don't I don't get I don't get to tell Trump that he can't grift his supporters and make money off his stupid fucking photo op in Ohio. Why Mayor Pete is actually doing work on the ground wearing a fucking hard hat, standing next to the goddamn tankers that derailed and released all the chemicals, toxic chemicals, standing right next to those motherfuckers. Donald Trump goes to McDonald's to sign MAGA hats, where he makes money signing MAGA hats. And he buys them all Big Macs with their money. He, literally, he used campaign funds to buy McDonald's for everybody. He used their money to buy McDonald's for them. Think about it. And then the Trump water thing. Oh, my God. Everyone keeps saying that water is 13 years old. That water is not 13 years old. He grifted all that water he made all them years ago. He grifted off that already. This is new white-labeled water. I'm telling you, he white-labels this water all over the fucking country with his fucking toxic properties that he's got that leak toxic chemicals into our earth just because it has the name Trump on it. He white-labels water. That's what he does. And he probably has an LLC. And I don't know. Maybe it's um, called Nazi Springs LLC. <laughs> it's a German company. Fuck, I don't know. And he had, and he white labels water with the name Trump on it. So he can sell it to himself. So he can make money. And he can sell it to his campaign. Oh, baby. Yeah. 
I bet every fucking campaign event has Trump water at it. Every time he gets on an airplane and the campaign's for him pay, paying for something, he probably he probably expenses a whole pallet of Trump water for that trip, just for the people on the plane. This is the same white labeled shit that you get at Walmart. The same shit. It's the same water. It's just and 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 we watched a video yesterday of, of Rambo, Sylvester Stallone, who is a great friend of Donald Trump, by the way. Oh, he's a fantastic, that he loves him. He says it in the video. He says he wouldn't wash his fucking socks in Trump water. I mean, he didn't know it was Trump water, but he's like, I wouldn't wash my fucking socks in this shit. This stuff is nasty. Not surprising. I mean, it's probably, it's probably from a tap somewhere, literally. They're just, they're just filling up water bottles, putting on the Trump label. Just dog shit in a bottle. Like the rest of the shit that Trump does. There was a video, though, of a few kids. And this is, oh, my God. They, they call Democrats groomers and shit and all that, all this nonsense. There's a fucking video of a reporter questioning a few children in Ohio. He's Palestine, Steen, Stein, whatever the fuck it is, in Ohio. But listen, hey, uh, they're giving uh, Joy Behar shit online for saying that it's Ohio's fault. I said it first. It is Ohio's fault. The, the people who voted Republican in Ohio, this is your problem. You did this to this town. And most of the people in the town, I think 75% of them or some shit voted for Trump. It's your fault. You did this. And then when the, the person who did it to you came to sign hats and throw fucking bottles of poison at you, labeled Trump water, you were like, yay, woohoo! These children, I don't know, they're probably, I don't know, fifth, sixth graders. I, I don't know. I can't really tell in the video what grade they're in. But the reporter's asking him about the water fountains at the school. That the, the school has the water fountains open, baby. Oh, why not? Well, they're not scared of germs at all. Why, why are these people bitching in the first place? Aren't they supposed to be immune to this stuff by now? Aren't these Trump supporters supposed to be the, the tough sons of bitches who, who drink out of the dog shit creek so they can get them germs, so they can have them some immunity? These are the ones that aren't afraid of COVID. They want to get COVID. Yeah, that's the best way to be immune. What are you scared of, you fucking pussies? Go drink the water. Go, go grow your vegetables in the soil. Why are you scared? You bunch of pussy-ass bitches. You're scared of a, some toxic chemicals? God damn, are you scared of viruses too? You bunch of pussies. Huh? You, you Trump supporters out there? Anyways, they're questioning these children about the fucking water fountains in the school. All the while, these kids literally have Trump flags draped over them. It's a cult, motherfuckers. It's a cult. They have Trump flags draped over them. And these kids are talking about how they won't drink out of the water fountains. There's a lot of kids that do, but they won't drink out of them. But they got the Trump flag. And the reason why is because, oh, man, there's poison coming out of that water fountain. <laughs> Donald Trump made sure of that by deregulating toxic chemical train cars and their braking systems. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, and not only that, he didn't pass any infrastructure. He just fucking talked about it. The entire time he was president, he just talked about passing infrastructure. You fucking bunch of boneheads. Motherfucking Matt Walsh. Matt Walsh, you know this 
You know this fucking creep-ass motherfucker that's always talking about ch children's genitalia? Oh, he gets in. He, he gets in on the train derailment. He's commenting on train derailments now. Yeah. So, um, President Biden, uh, uh, several days ago. Now, this is from February 13th. I just saw this. I just, I just saw it. Have seen, saw, I don't give a fuck. I'm a hillbilly. Matt Walsh, Matt Walsh was saying, brain derailments around the country, toxic fume chemicals pouring into the water supply, enemy aircraft patrolling the skies, inflation driving emergency, poverty by crime plaguing our cities. Matt Walsh is really concerned about environmental issues because President Biden made concert tickets more affordable. He regulated them. Hey, Matt. Hey, Matt, you stupid fuck. It is regulations that will hold companies like Norfolk Southern accountable. Not just when an accident happens, but preventing such toxic fumes pouring all over our environment. Destroying communities, you piece of shit. Listen, if you're out there fucking blaming Mayor Pete or Joe Biden or Democrats for this fucking spill, you are you are playing into the Nazis' hands. If you're on my side, the left side, oh yeah, you, Tony, don't be knocking TYT. They're on our side. They're not on our side. When they say stupid shit like that, everyone knows why this happened. This is not fucking rocket science, folks. Norfolk Southern is going to do its damnedest to milk every single drop of profit out of every single rail car that they move along those tracks. They're not going to give money to fucking rebuild the tracks. They're not going to use their money to rebuild braking systems to make it safer so chemical spills don't happen. They're not going to do it unless we force them to. We, the people. And I find it hilarious. I find it hilarious that people who are on board with Marjorie Taylor Greene, who think six billion people walked across the border over Trump's Great Wall, which is in, impenetrable, apparently, <sighs> will make America great again. Don't we all remember that bullshit? Are the same motherfuckers who are now environmentalist because because there's a bunch of Trump supporters somewhere in Ohio who voted for this. They voted for the spill. They voted for the spill. You voted for it. And the only reason why anyone is pointing it out is because it happened in a town where the majority of people voted for Trump and they're still draping the kids that are groomed to love the fucking to, to love lies are draping Trump flags over themselves when he is the one they voted for him to do this to them. He had a big ceremony where he cut the cut the fucking ribbon and said, "We're going to go back to the 1960s on regulation. That's what we're going to do across the board." It's handcuffing corporations in their profits. I get tired of hearing that the left is trying to get in your lives and trying to destroy your lives 
and trying to get up all up in your business that they're groomers and somehow they're obsessed with children. This one clip, one clip of these kids. And, and, and these Trump flags aren't like tattered. These are brand new flags. These are brand new flags because guess what happened when Trump went to went went to Ohio? Guess what happened? A bunch of fucking grifting ass merch. Trump merch stands popped up. So not only are these people in economic strife, they went to fucking be succubus on them to make profit off Trump merch because Trump was there. And he wasn't even there, there. He just went there to go to McDonald's and shake a few people's hands far away, far away from where the spill was. Yeah, that motherfucking pussy-ass bitch wasn't going to go anywhere near those toxic chemicals where they spill. Fuck no. Hell no, he wasn't going to go there. That would require him to put on a hard hat and actually look like he knew what the fuck he was doing. Like Mayor Pete. Go down in there with the people who are working in the cleanup. The EPA and the feds who have been there from the very fucking beginning. Another fucking lie that they keep telling. Because of Republicans and deregulation of industry in this country. So that they can milk more profit. That they don't pay tax on. It ends up in the 1% bank account, not our bank account. That GDP isn't shared with us. That's their GDP, goddammit. It's Republicans who dumped that toxic chemical in Ohio. And it's not just Ohio. They're dump dumping toxic chemicals all over the country. They don't give a shit. Jesus Christ, the first year Joe Biden was president, well, the first 18 months, you remember Joe Biden? Oh, he's raising gasoline prices. He won't open up the Keystone XL pipeline. And the reason why is because they don't want it to leak toxic sludge to our land. That's the whole fucking reason why. That, that, that additional pipeline does not stop in our country. It doesn't benefit our country. It benefits Canada. Fuck them. Fuck them. They can keep their fucking oil sludge. We don't want it in our ground. And the reason why it would leak in our ground is because there's not tight enough regulations for those pipelines to go across the sacred land, the indigenous land that it was going to go across. Fuck them. It ain't worth it. It ain't worth the profit. That's what Joe Biden said. And they blame gas prices for a pipeline that didn't exist. Remember this? They were they were clamoring to dump toxic sludge on indigenous land. But oh, buddy, oh, buddy, their deregulation of environmental toxic chemicals and tra train cars from spills dumps in a town that's 70, 75 percent Trump supporters. By God, you better watch out. They're going to be they're going to be tree huggers in a minute. Matt Walsh, J.D. Vance, Trump, and the like. Fuck out of here with this nonsense. I bet, I would bet, if this continues, I would bet that the Republican, that real America first Nazi party, are going to be for climate change, but only, only in, in this little town in Ohio. 
outside that little town in Ohio, oh, it's a fraud. But in that town, oh, yeah, yeah, there's that toxic chemical definitely affected the climate in that town. Fucking boneheads, man. Fucking boneheads. You got to stop voting Republican. And the other thing you got to stop doing is is fucking making up stupid shit and playing into the Nazis' hands. You got to stop. You got to stop. You have to quit this stuff. Yesterday, uh, Pete Buttigieg did the right thing. And he said, you know what? I did wait too long to address this. He said, we addressed it on a government level, level but I didn't address it publicly. And I shouldn't have waited so long. He admitted he admitted he did something wrong. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Who would have knew, who would have think that uh, a public official would apologize for not doing the thing that he probably should have done? But again, I, I say over and over and over again, if the president of the United States and people to judge the secretary of transportation had to show up at every goddamn spill of toxic chemicals in this country, that's all they would be doing. That's all they would be doing. And it's because Republicans absolutely do not want to regulate these motherfuckers. They do not want to protect you. They do not want to protect your communities. They only want to protect the profits of corporations. And corporations are going to spend a hell of a lot of money to make sure those profits are huge. Oh, but Tony, oh, but Tony, they lobby Democrats and I'm tired of that shit. Let's stop. Stop it. These regulations were passed under President Obama, a Democrat motherfucker. And you can damn well better be sure that that now, now at this point, especially with the politics, Joe Biden, this administration is going to clamp down on these motherfuckers. And I would bet that we're going to see a report next year coming into the election of how many not toxic chemical spills that we've had since they took action. Democrats. Not Republicans, because if it was a Republican administration, they would blame it on Hillary Clinton or Hunter Biden's laptop and then deregulate a little more. They'd be like, well, it's probably because it's probably because those corporations in Norfolk Southern just are hamstringed by regulation. That's probably why there was a toxic spill. We need to deregulate, make sure Norfolk Southern can do whatever the fuck they want for however much they want. Forget the communities. You can damn well better bet that. That's what Trump did. That's, that's, that's what he did. There was toxic chemical spills going on all over our country when he deregulated the motherfuckers. Why do you think the Democrats put the regulations in the first place? It's hard enough in our democracy to get anything done. Preventing. Prevention. Oh, fuck. That's a motherfucker. That's a motherfucker. Welcome to Friday. <laughs> Hell, it's Friday. You guys going to have a good weekend. I hope you have a great weekend. You know what you should do this weekend? You should come watch the Sunday rant on Patreon. I do a, I do a special rant every single Sunday on Patreon. It's outside the show. This show will always be free. You'll always be able to watch this show free. You can watch it on for free on YouTube. So you can subscribe for free on YouTube. You can watch it. You can watch it on Twitter. You can download it for free on Apple, Spotify, Google. You can watch it on Facebook at the Tony Michaels. Just follow us on Facebook. You can also watch it for free on Twitch. It's free over there. You can eat, if you log in with your Amazon Prime account on Twitch. You can subscribe to us, and you get one free subscription. Free. There's all kinds of free ways to watch two hours every single day. But on Sundays, I do a special rant. I'm not sure exactly the subject matter that I'm going to cover this weekend. I usually try to pick something 
the last few weeks that um, I just can't get to. There's so there's so many of these fucking boneheads. And there's a video uh, of a bunch of fucking Nazis down in Florida, I believe, with, with bullhorns yelling and screaming anti-Semitic things. Uh, of course, they're Nazis uh, at, a, at some Jewish people in cars and it's fucking wild video. It's wild stuff. Like people like, oh, there's no, there's no anti-Semitism in it. There's no Nazis in this country. Yeah, they're in Florida. Uh, Ron DeSantis is letting them harbor there. I mean, Jesus Christ, he's doing what Nazi Germany did with books back in the 1930s. He's doing that in Florida as we speak. I, I guess, I guess there's a, a proposal going around where they can search children's backpacks without parents' permission for books that are banned. Oh my God! Holy fuck! You l listen, listen. There's a bill in Tennessee where they're trying to detransition. The word transgender youth. They want to detransition them. They're taking consent away from parents. I told you they would do this. I told you. I said this is their way to take parental consent away from you that is what they want because if they take your parental consent away now they own the children you know when they say save the children that that's the it's the opposite they don't want they don't want anything to do with saving children jesus christ we watched a video yesterday from some fucking some fucking oath keeper that's a representative in alaska who's been censured twice by his party say out loud into a microphone in a fucking public hearing that he's glad children of physical violence die he's happy because it doesn't cost that much money and you know what then those kids don't exist anymore they want to take away consent from you from your children yeah okay it starts with the books it starts with the books and the gender talk because they're obsessed with genitalia they're obsessed with children's genitalia and they're obsessed with the books that children are trying to use to read obsessed with it obsessed their goal is to take away everyone's consent. Everyone's consent from their children. Don't, you fucking doubt me. Just do it. I don't, you know, you can do what fuck you want. I'm telling you. Go read your, I, I mean, if they haven't banned it in your state yet, go read the history books on Nazi Germany in the 1930s and 1940s and see what Hitler's strategy was with the Hitler youth. Just go look at it. Go look at it. And then, and then come back and tell me I'm full of shit. Do that. Just do that. Just do that. Maybe that's what I'll talk about more this weekend on the Patreon. On Sundays with Tony. I, I don't know. There's a few names for it. We're going to have to name a lot of these segments. You know what I mean? We got the shit list roundup. We got Bonehead of the Week. Uh, shoot the shit. We're having fun with that. I think we might do... Um, um, more shoot the shit during the week. Two or three times a week, we'll do shoot the shit. Tuesdays, we have Paul. Fridays, we have Bonehead of the Week. So maybe like Monday, Tuesday or Monday, Wednesday, we'll do more shoot the shit uh, where you ask questions in the chat. So, but if you want, you can go over to Patreon. Check out my Patreon page, thetonymichaels.com. You can click on the Patreon link or go to patreon.com slash thetonymichaels. That is how I stay in front of this microphone for free. How I stay in front of this microphone for free is I make a living doing this. And you get extra content over on Patreon. The other way is the Twitch thing, if you log in with your Prime account. You can also go to store.dtonymichaels.com. Check out all the merch there. 
Speaking of Ron DeSantis, here's a Ron DeSantis can go fuck himself shirt. Uh, you can find those at store.thetonymichaels.com. That's store.thetonymichaels.com. Or you can just go to thetonymichaels.com and all the links are there. And that is the best way to support. Not just, not just with monetary value. Because if you want to do that, that's great. And I appreciate it. But the main thing is, is getting the word out. Sharing this episode. Sharing prior episodes. Sharing new episodes. Liking stuff on social media. Liking this video right now. If you're on YouTube and you haven't liked this video, like this son of a bitch. That's free. That's easy support. And it spreads the word through the algorithm. Sometimes. I don't know. The algorithm hates me. I think it's because I say the word fuck too much. But you guys like how I curse. So I can't stop. I just can't quit. And we're not going to quit today. Today's Friday. Top of the hour. Bonehead of the week. We'll be right back. I got to show you some clips before we go to the bonehead of the week. Stick around. We'll be right back right after this. What the fuck is wrong with you people? It's a rhetorical question at best. We'll be right back on the Tony Michaels Podcast. Fellow patriots, what would you do if there was a Trump supporter right in front of you, crying in pain because they have to live under communist tyranny? We know what you would do. You'd reach out and give that true American a hand. Now, here's your chance. For only $50 a day, you can help us help those true Americans recover from Biden's socialist reign of terror. These are those Trump supporters.